0: Oh boy, you guys! Hi, um, my name is Open Mike Eagle, and this is Secret Skin. This is the podcast that you have uh, chosen to download. By golly, I appreciate you. Um, my name is Open Mike Eagle, and I've had a very long day. I uh, rapped at the Project Blow 21st anniversary, 21 years of the Project Blow. We celebrated in Lemert Park today, and uh, rapped there with all of the uh, rap family there and the luminaries and uh, the luminaries of the family. That is two Mex, Micah nine, AC alone, abstract rude, I mean, Ab, I think organized the whole thing. And it was wonderful. It's a bunch of people out there in LeMert celebrating. then after that, I did the second iteration of a show I'm doing with Baron Vaughn called the new Negroes. It's at the upright citizens brigade and, uh, in Hollywood and um, it's kind of a showcase of comics on tonight's show we had Ron Funches and Al Jackson uh, Leonard Robinson and then a lady named Jackie and I forgot her last name I just met her tonight she was amazing anyway all this to say hi (laughs) and um, this is where I'm at right now I tried to make a couple beats tonight you know I usually do like intros over beats didn't happen I made like two beats and I was like, you know what? Neither of these are good enough for me to listen to while I try to talk over and over again. So this is where we are. Anyway, good news is we got a wonderful interview with Marcella Aguelo on the show. She's a stand-up comic out here in Los Angeles. Her career is buzzing. Um, I met her at a comedy rap battle. I do comedy rap battles out here in L.A. sometimes where... Uh, most of the participants are stand up comedians who happen to enjoy rap or want to try it uh, in terms of their actor, in terms of playing an improv character. It's a lot of fun. I always get in these things and I lose because. Uh, uh, you shouldn't be really mean to people and, and like because of how I came up battling, like being really mean to people's within me. And I do that even when I say I'm not going to. Anyway, I don't do well in these things. I met her at one we got paired up to battle uh she's very intimidating she's a very tall woman she's a lot i feel like she's a lot taller than me um she's big hair and she's an imposing kind of figure to rap battle and she got at me and yeah we met there and she's an excellent stand-up comic we actually ended up battling again later um she's on the show today me and her have a talk about uh, her position in stand-up comedy where she wants to go um, what it's like being a comic in LA versus being a comic in New York um, I enjoy talking to stand-up comics and her position is very interesting right now She's, she seems poised to uh, make a big big run in it and I'm a big fan of hers I very much enjoy her work which we have some of which sprinkled throughout the interview seasoned, seasoned with performance Anyway, I feel so bad giving you guys a naked introduction. Like there's nigh bell nor whistle. It's just you and me here on a microphone in the middle of the night. This is what my life has come to, folks. This is Secret Skin. There's a secret radio hour. Subscribe to it. How are you today?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm hot. Yeah, you're sweating. Yeah, I am. I just sit in my house and sweat, even if I don't do anything. It's
1: perfectly tempt for me. Is it? Yeah. This is good. It's, I mean, that's the life of a skinny girl.
0: Uh, I'm not skinny this or a girl. Perfect.
1: Yeah, this is perfect for me.
0: You got a lot of Shit. hair though. It doesn't. It doesn't like. It keeps it, it,
1: it me warm, but I don't. But I like it.
0: Okay. I like the
1: heat. I can stand the heat. Hello, my name is Marcella. Right off the top, no, I'm not the guy from L M F A O. <laughs> I'm not Howard Stern's daughter either. Okay, don't ask me that. It's just how I look. I'm also very tall, I'm 6'2". Thank you, woe is correct. Uh, A couple things I don't want to be asked ever. Uh, I don't play basketball. I don't play volleyball. I'm not a model. And since I have everyone's attention, just want to let you all know, the tops of your refrigerators are disgusting. (laughs)
0: Are you from here? We're, are, uh, we're in L.A., by the way. Are we're you from in here?
1: L.A. I'm from Northern California. It's the Central Valley, Modesto. It gets real hot up there. Right now, it's 10 degrees hotter than it is here.
0: What was it like growing up in a... Uh, it was chill. Yeah. It, was, I it mean, seemed super chill. I yeah, like it was the suburbs.
1: Too chill. It was It was fine. I mean, uh, there's a lot of agriculture up there, and then a lot of drugs up there. Yeah. I didn't get involved in either. Really? No.
0: Well, that's fortunate. Yeah. And then what did you do instead?
1: I liked school. Really, and I love school. I really love like, school. Like
0: like elementary, high school. Oh yeah, Yeah.
1: I loved it. College, I didn't want to drop out. I didn't want to. It did, just what didn't did you make like sense anymore. School? Everything. Yeah. Friends, the teachers. I mean, I'm, I'm I was a smart kid. I mean, I'm still a smart kid, but
0: where'd you go to college?
1: Well, I started at Stanislaus State in Turlock, which is um, near Modesto, and then I transferred to San Francisco State. But the transfer to San Francisco was because I wanted to do comedy. Okay. Did so. you finish? no i dropped out when i was 21
0: you said you didn't want to drop out and you i didn't want to but
1: then it was like i was getting grant money Uh uh-huh and then it was like you got to pay for your own books when i had to pay for that first book i was like fuck (laughs) this i don't know what i want to do because i i was going to school to be a teacher okay maybe i in the classroom i was like fuck these kids they're so stupid it It was like first grade i think that's what i wanted to do i I, I I i've always liked little kids. kids yeah okay and i'm great with kids but Except
0: those kids you got put in front of. No,
1: it's just you know when you had to abide by a certain way of conducting yourself with children, yeah. that's like a book of instructions of how to behave around children. I can't do it. Hmm. I like dealing with kids on my own terms. I see which is why kids like me.
0: And then when you stopped, you just you were doing comedy when you: I started
1: doing comedy, yeah, a few months before I dropped out.:
0: How did you know that this was the life you wanted?
1: I didn't. Somebody had to tell me. Remember MySpace days? Yeah. yeah. Dane Cook made MySpace really famous. Everybody sure. knows that for people to use to interact with their fans. So because of him, I looked up like all these comics. I must have been 20. I like looked up all these comics like Jim Gaffigan and David Tell and I was like messaging them on, space, <laughs> um, on MySpace to see if like it was like is, if Dane Cook is on here, these other fools got to be on here. So I found uh, a few of the guys and a few of them responded, but Jim Gaffigan was the one that like kept interacting with me, which now I look back, it's like on some creep shit, probably.
0: <laughs> leave Jim alone. Man. But okay. we,
1: we're going to leave that alone. It's been 10 years. I am over it, okay? <laughs> I am over it. Man, got
0: 17 children, man. He ain't Jesus.
1: <laughs> so anyways, when we were interacting back and forth, I guess I was being funny. He was like, oh, you should do stand-up. And I was like, whatever. I brushed it off. But then it was in the back of my head. Nobody's ever said that to me before. And then he was coming to the San Francisco Punchline. So I went to go see him because I'd never been to a stand-up show before, even though I love stand-up. And then we were interacting after the show. And he was like, oh, you should be doing stand-up. You should be doing stand-up. Which, a few years later, somebody, when I told him that story, which is why I never even told people this story. Because his comic was like, oh, he probably just said that to you. He probably says that to everybody. He didn't mean it, that right? Right. But I was like, well, it doesn't matter because, you know, now I'm doing stand up. But That's now I look back. No, but now that. I look back. There's no fucking headliner that says that to anybody. People right. do not say that. Now that I'm a comic and I know, you don't encourage people to do yeah. stand up. You discourage people to do stand up. It's so brutal. So the fact that he told me, I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm glad he said it because now I'm so in it. And when he said it the first time, it did make sense to me because I was always, like, entertaining and performing in school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with it because I hate, not that I hate working in groups. I'm a, gr- I'm a good leader if we're, like, doing a group assignment. But when it came to performing, I yeah. hated depending on other people. Like, in theater, we, 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 you know, when you have an ensemble, you have to rely on other people to do shit or to not break.
0: Right.
1: And I hated that it had to depend on other people because sometimes I would, like, make everybody laugh. And it's like, you guys aren't supposed to laugh. We're, we're in a production right now. You can't laugh at this. The like, audience can laugh. And then also in music, you know, my dad was a musician. My grandma was a singer. My brother raps. But I was like, I don't really want to, I don't know if I want to do music. Like Mm -hmm. then you got to, you know, this whole mess of thing. Then you got to also create the music or do you work with other people and they create it for you. So for years I was rambling in my head. And then when he said that it like everything snapped into place perfectly. I was like, that makes sense. Just me and a microphone and me talking shit. That's perfect. So that's why I did it.
0: So what's the relationship to stand up now?
1: Oh my God. It's an abusive relationship. I bet. No, it's fine. It's good now. Right now it's in a really good place. last few years really fucked up, but that was for lots of other reasons. I lost my dad in 2013, and that fucked me up before and after, of course. Of course. And then, you know, before that, I was just struggling in L.A. real, real bad. Mm -hmm. Nobody would book me. And then before that, I was in San Francisco, and, you know, the first five years of of any part of your career, it's not like it's going to be booming with success, you know?
0: So you were in the San Francisco scene Which I hear is pretty boom I don't know anything about it But I hear it
1: It's cool like now It's okay. dope now Real nice now right,
0: right after you left?
1: Right after I left okay. Yep, that's how it goes, isn't it?
0: So what made you come here?
1: I didn't want to be in San Francisco It's too cold I'm talking okay. about the heat <laughs> And how I'm in for the heat I hated living in San Francisco Because of the cold Like I could, That's the one thing Keep me from moving to New York mm-hmm. I know I can't deal with the, the cold I why? cannot it, why, would, why, it would kill me
0: Why do you want to move to New York at all?
1: Oh, because the comedy scene's fucking dope, and it's about comedy, you know? Right. I mean, I'm sure, it has this bullshit like everything else, but it's almost like the perfect mix of San Francisco and L.A. The perfect mix of people who give a fuck about stand-up and the frequency that you can do stand-up, because in San Francisco, it's, it's a little easier now, but it's not like it is in New York, where you can get up a shit ton every night. Right. Every night of the week.
0: So that's what you would do if you were in New York? You oh, just yeah, get up I would just be getting up every night.
1: It would be annoying. I would annoy everybody. I would have nothing else. Well, that's what I like. I've seen comics move out there for even a year, and they come back, and they're just fucking better. Mm. Just the way it goes. How is it out here? I mean, you can get up a lot here, but it's also like w- between the driving and the parking mm. and, I mean, or if you don't have a car and you got to take public transportation, the public transportation here is horrible, which mm. I'm thankful I've never had to use. But, I mean, you can get good fast if you really fucking put the effort, but you got you to gotta basically have money to really get good fast here. Sometimes it's just a matter of you don't have the experience or whatever, you don't have the connections right. or whatever. There's so many things here preventing people from moving forward a little more quickly.
0: Out here, it seems to be a lot about trying to diversify too, like not just be a pure stand-up. Like do TV. Yeah, and
1: that's that's what I don't like is everybody's okay. always trying to push it on me. I'm like, no, man, I just want to do
0: stand-up. So that's that's where it yeah, is. Yeah, and,
1: and it's almost unheard of for a woman to just be focused on the stand-up. That's why I've learned not just me trying to like toot my own horn, yeah, yeah. but I talked to somebody that works at Comedy Central. She interviewed all these comics, all these young up-and-comers, just to like get to know everybody in the scene, which right. is cool, you know, and. I was the only one that said I wanted to do stand up. And I was like, I cannot fucking believe that shit. Believe but then it. again, you can, because it's LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody just wants to be famous out here. It's so stupid. Well, whatever, I get it. People like attention. Yeah. I mean, you
0: like attention too, doing stand up. I do
1: like attention, but it's also like, I just want to be on stage and getting laughs and have everybody shut the fuck up, you know? One sided attention.
0: So you, not- get, you get offered TV stuff or like, not writing, really? Writing? Like, do you, you don't do any kind of other writing? No, I don't want to. You
1: know, I've I've learned from a lot of other comics, some older, more established comics that they're not known, but they're working comics and they work on shows. That working on shows has been a huge distraction. Mm. Writing on TV shows, like they as they're now looking back in their 40s, they look back and they regret taking so many writing gigs and not going on the road because the shit that I'm doing now is the shit that a lot of comics they didn't want to deal with, like the not living anywhere, fucking always driving, always. You know, fuck I don't know what, what's gonna come next. Sure. What couch I'm gonna sleep on 'cause I am going to sleep on, because i do not give a shit. And uh most people don't wanna go through all that horseshit, you know, they wanna they wanna get that fame that they can bring the people, but then it's like do you want the talent first or do you want you want the material first or I don't know, it's weird. Everybody wants different things. So I try not to be too judgmental, but it it's natural for me.
0: To be judgmental. To be so judgmental <laughs> of
1: everybody not trying to do exactly what I'm doing. It's so dumb.
0: I hear you. I mean, you know, you got to have a point of view, or else where are you going to write from?
1: That's what I'm saying. Where is the perspective going to be if you don't have any life perspective? You know?
0: So you're getting a crazy kind of grade of life experience now, yeah. like in this moment. And from my vantage point, it seems like things are getting a lot better, faster.
1: Picking up, yeah. You. They're finally picking up at a good pace
0: for me. What's the way that you can tell that that's, that's what's happening?
1: The fact that I have to tell people no.
0: Hmm.
1: I've never been in a position where I can't do a show or or even if I don't want to do the show, I'll say no. There was a time where I was dying, 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 dying for anyone to ask me to do anything in terms of stand-up and doing shows. And now I'm in a position where I have two headliners. Sometimes I can't work with one because I'm working with the other or hmm. some club is booking me. And these other local shows or alternative comedy shows, they want to book me and... I'm like, I can't do it. Maybe not, not. and then it'll be months before I do their show because now I'm so busy, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Cuz it's taken a long time for me to get as busy as I am. This is the first year I've I didn't need to maintain a day job. Like I've I've done the like not living anywhere thing for a long time, but I would still have to have a day job.
0: I mean, is it challenging psychologically to like not have a place? It seems like you would
1: need It can be. I mean, it's little things like You know, you were watching wrestling when I walked in and then it's like I wish I was I had a regular television that I could just go and program on my shit and then just sit on Monday nights or whenever and just watch some programming, whether it's wrestling or whatever. And I don't because I'm like, oh, I don't I'm not going to and I'm not going to force people I'm staying with to watch it with me, you know, so it can be weird. But I've also learned to deal with it the weirder parts are like when you're traveling and you're in the... Yeah, maybe you can... I'm sure you can relate to this when you're in a hotel and you wake up in the middle of the night to pee or whatever and you're like, where the fuck am I? Yo,
0: I tell people all the time. It's so like, weird. I'll, especially if I'm staying downtown in a city. hmm I'll get up and I'll open that window and I'll be like, where is this? Because they all look exactly the same. It's
1: weird. And you know, I mean, I'm mostly alone which can be fucking weird. Yeah. Because I come from a a relatively larger family, so I'm used to having people around all the time, which is why I like stand up on that level of like. And now I always have people watching me and around me sure. when I'm performing, so that's cool. It's comforting. Um, that's the only constant. I'm also used to, it, and then also dealing with the shit with my dad dying. It's like it, y- your brain changes, so something like this doesn't fucking it doesn't bother me. It's
0: not a big deal. It's not a
1: big deal. I'm sleeping on a couch for a month. Ah, eh, whatever. Things would be. So so much worse because they have been, you know? I love uh, rap music, rap and hip-hop music, uh, but I'm getting tired of rappers that, uh, they always say they're married to the game. Have you heard them say this? I was like, I'm married to the game uh, because you're committed to rap music. Uh, I would love to hear them explain this idea to their grandmother. Because the grandma is like waiting for them to settle down, get actually married to a woman, have kids. And the rapper's just like, yo, Nana, I'm married to the game. Nana, I'm married to the game, Nana. What do you mean you're married to the game? I'm against gay marriage. (laughs) She's Jewish. It's Drake. Come on.
0: (laughs) What does your family think about your career aspirations?
1: My mom gets it, but she'll still ask me to go back to school. She will still ask me to have a kid, um, which is funny to me because it's like she has eight grandchildren, and I'm like, you just, you another one? You it's want? Yeah, he's just greedy. You read, you just, yeah, just, greedy. <laughs> just selfish, Latina, greedy grandma shit. Anyways, she's pretty chill about it now. Not I've been doing it longer. The first five years, I think, were harder for my parents to, to wrap their head around it. Because I'm first generation, you know? Okay, right. So they're, they, even,
0: they busted their ass. Oh, yeah,
1: they busted their ass. And my dad was a musician in El Salvador. So he did the traveling, and he did the touring. So he... It took him years to be like, I just worry about you because I've done everything that you're doing and it's, it's not easy. But I'm, when I was 25, he was like, maybe I should not have I just kept going That's like when he kind of admitted to me that he was okay with it, but he was very mad at me at the same time.
0: Why was he mad right. at you?
1: No, because I think it was just like all the emotions of like having to accept what I'm doing right. and also look back at his life. He just told me, you know, maybe things would be, maybe I'd be happier if I had kept doing what I was doing. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucking. That's sad. That's fucked it's up. Heavy. That's heavy." But you know, so they came around and everything. But you know, my my siblings are cool. My sister was always really into it uh, when I started, because when I started in San Francisco, she was living out there too. So she was like super into going to the open mics with mm-hmm. me and shit, and having a good time. And we were super, we were twenty one and twenty two at the time, so it was like extra fun, you know. And my brothers are cool about it too. I mean, everybody's chill. Nobody really makes a big stink. And I'm kind of at the past that point, you right. know, because right. they made a big stink a long time ago. But nowadays I can like stop my mom from lecturing me.
0: You <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to say to stop her? I'm just
1: be like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. <laughs> just I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm just not going to have kids. I'm sorry.
0: You, you really don't think it's ever going to happen?
1: I don't. I mean, I don't. And, it, and I'm fine with it. I have eight nieces and nephews. I've helped raise a few of them. Right. So I have the experience from the new, a newborn to now a 12-year-old. Like A lot of people, they're just, they, they don't have that experience, so they wonder and they wonder. I have one nephew who looks exactly like me and one niece who looks exactly like me. So it's that sense of selfishness. You're like, what would a kid of mine look like? And I'm like, no, I know what they would look like, and they're just like me, and I'm cool off that shit. I'm a little bit of a handful. So.
0: But so. you're not tripping. You just don't seem to be tripping off of much.
1: Not anymore. Yeah. If you would have caught me two years ago, I'd have been in tears about everything.
0: <laughs> so you don't trip about anything now? Like, is everything, like... Pretty. not
1: really i mean you know you know what pisses me off is people the way that they lie and mm. the way that they take advantage of people and that's on any level on any front anything that shit pisses me off it
0: reminded me of a tweet i just saw from you, you know and i really liked it a lot whoa whoa Was it uh, an apology is your favorite lie
1: apologies are my favorite lie that's i don't know, first of all i don't apologize for anything for anything nope i don't i don't think i mean if i accidentally scratch you with my fucking long ass clawed nails and i'm like i'm sorry right because that, that's you know that's all there is to say But when somebody does something fucked up to another person and then they look at it in hindsight and apologize, it's easy to apologize in hindsight because you're trying to act like you didn't mean it. But in that moment, you meant that shit. Anything you do, any actions, anything you say, you mean it in in that moment. Mm -hmm. So to apologize is arbitrary. I mean, what's the point? It doesn't mean anything.
0: You don't think it's important to let somebody know that maybe you can understand what you put them through now?
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm not talking about me. I don't put people through shit. People put <laughs> me through shit. And if I did something to somebody, I'll tell them why I did it. You know? I'll be like, yo, this is what happened. Uh, you know, if, you're, if it, your feelings are not my intentions. But I don't... I don't. And if I apologize to somebody, it's because I don't give a fuck about their feelings. Hmm. I, there was one chick I apologized to recently. It was more to shut her the fuck up. Because it was like, I don't care that I hurt your feelings. And that's the truth, too, sometimes.
0: It's not that you don't think people can grow. It's just that... That particular symbol of it doesn't, it really doesn't mean It doesn't
1: mean anything. You know, I think that it's, it's almost like when people say I love you to people just to say it. Mm-hmm. They don't always mean it when they say it. And that's so fucked up, yeah. you know. But it's the same thing where it's like words do have meanings, but an apology for something that really hurt somebody at some point, it's really sad.
0: So, and you said lies are what kind of piss you off about stuff. I mean, is there, you, do you counter a lot of lying in, in your profession?
1: oh yeah oh you know what's funny you know how when people always try to warn people when you go to Hollywood you're going to get fucked over by people and people Mm -hmm. take advantage of you and you never realize that it really can be the people that are closest to you I think that's what's so hurtful about it and here in Hollywood it's you get these people who are they claim to be your friends they claim to care about you they claim all that shit and for me I, I come from a very loyal place My family, the way we were raised, it's like it's about family. You're loyal. You have each other's back no matter what. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, like, if I hurt somebody else, like, I get why they would be upset with me. You know, I don't hold a grudge against somebody who holds a grudge against me. It's like, yeah, I fucked up and that's what it is. And you don't like me and that's fine. But I don't like this shit where people try to come around you after some shit went down or if. I did something to somebody else, and then their friend is cool with me. I'm like, I don't trust you either now.
0: <laughs> are most of your friends or the people you're talking to like? Is this mostly like other comics and shit too? Like, well, do, you, do you have with,
1: with comics? It sucks because that's a, that's never gonna stop. I'm never gonna stop meeting new comics. Exactly, yeah. But in terms of my friends in real life, I got rid of all the bullshit friends a long time ago, and I have my core group. Right. With comedy, it sucks because it's like these are people you work with forever. Yeah, like there's yeah, some yeah. people
0: have played me
1: that I will never stop seeing. I will never stop seeing them. I will always be on shows with them. Hopefully, maybe when I get to a certain point, it won't be that way because I'll fucking quit because they suck. But, <laughs> you never know. That's what's interesting. That's why I need to stop talking so much. <laughs> Yo, according to your shoes, all day you dream about sex, but according to your face, all day you dream about men. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I'm that shirt. I'm sure he was a chick i dude's dip- filled <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, quite frankly, don't want to go to the next round because I'd rather go
0: home, go home and sleep sound. <laughs> he's skinnier than me. That's not true, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> Yo, actually, he's got washboard ass, and I've got washboard ribs. But after this battle, you'll be eaten from a bib. You,
0: a baby. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, okay, you talk shit on Twitter. You talk a fair amount of shit yeah, on I Twitter. Do. And we met, and like it was a comedy rap battle. Yeah,
1: the comedy Eliza Skinner's yeah. turned up at the UCB Theater.
0: You won that one. Let me, oh just, let me just put that on the record that did you, you won. Did you guys
1: hear that? Did, do we need to repeat what, what you just said? What did you say?
0: It's okay. You won. It's all right. I did win. It's all right. I didn't feel, I still don't feel very good about it, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You know, I'm trying to learn from well, you Well, here's the and, thing. And I came
1: prepared because I was scared <laughs> of what mm. I was going to encounter because I was scared of the improv guys.
0: So your your idea of preparation was just to talk about my shoes? Because it worked.
1: No, just like in the car. <laughs> just like, ba- you know, wrapping right, yeah. and freestyle in the car. Like, okay, let me just da 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 you know the whole, because I, I was driving from Modesto that day. Okay. So I spent five hours just fucking rhyming all day, da, 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 yeah, just you getting are. ready. You are. I was so scared. And then when they told me I was going to battle you, I was so fucking pissed. Because I was like, <laughs> how dare they! <laughs> Two minorities right. against each other.
0: And then that happened, in, you know, next time we were together, too. They put us together. Oh, yeah, that us, was
1: awkward. And, and you, you beat the shit out of me on that one. No, I was
0: just being funny that day. But, That's all.
1: but that one made me look more foolish. But I didn't care because I still had the first one.
0: You did. You did. I still had the first but one. But I learned. I finally learned that those comedy rap battles to just chill because I go in there and like yeah, rap yeah. battle mode. It just doesn't work. Like, nobody wants to see me angrily rap at that, a bunch of people. But you know, the thing you know? about Eliza's
1: show, and they don't stay at the top of the show, you're... You're not supposed to be mean to no. each other, is what she tells you. And I come from that freestyle background. Not me as a, I'm not like claiming to be a freestyle, but in freestyles or ciphers that right. you are mean to each like other. You were, you were
0: around hip hop culture. Yeah. So, yeah. So,
1: I understand. And when I have gone to rap battles, actually, I always tell people my first stand-up show was a rap battle. Okay. That's how I always think of. I had my friend Squalid. He's my friend now, but when I saw him, he was just like this fat Like, gross, long hair. Like, you're like, oh, there's no way this guy's going to be good. And, of course, he fucking destroyed everybody. But the shit was hilarious. And I was like, this is stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. So when we had to do that show together, I was like, be not Like, I don't even know. I don't even like being nice talking to people. (laughs) Like, let alone now I have to rhyme it and shit. So I was kind of mean to you. But I was happy because you were a rapper. So I was like, he's not going to care. That was cool.
0: And the whole reason I even bring it up is because you talk shit on Twitter the rap battle persona was pretty mean. But then, like, your stand-up is not really that mean.
1: Yeah, Here's the thing. The few times you see me, I've had short sets. But I can get really loud and obnoxious. Really? Oh, yeah. But it's just, that's the thing. Because I'm, I'm, my personality is all over the place. So sometimes my stand-up, I'll just be up there talking real monotone. Other times I'm fucking yelling and doing impressions and doing my Michael Jackson or whatever the fuck. I saw you
0: hosting and it didn't seem to be the same, like... You know, it was more inviting. Oh, yeah, of yeah, a, Of yeah. a persona. Right. I, and I just wanted, like, if you, you talk about the difference between those two. at uh,
1: Well, eight hey, fucking Twitter is Twitter. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's, <laughs> and it's constant. Yeah. And there's some things that I'll talk on Twitter that I won't say on Facebook, and I'll say on Facebook that I won't say on Twitter. Absolutely. Because it is a different.
0: It's a different audience.
1: It's a different audience. And when I get serious on Twitter, people still respond well to that, too. It's almost like that Twitter persona, quote unquote, comes out if I'm dealing with a heckler Mm -hmm. or something really pisses me off or, you know, then that that little bitch will come out real strong and I can talk shit and make somebody feel bad in the audience and make the rest of the audience laugh. You know, I don't know. To me, it's the same person, but it's because it's me.
0: Do you like to be thought of as mean?
1: I am mean. I know that I mean I hurt a lot of people's feelings. I don't uh, have a problem with it because I don't think it's negative mm-hmm. the way that other people think that it's negative uh, because it is such a big part of my personality. I I used to think that it was bad. I'm not mean because I had a hard life. I'm mean because it's in our family. It's in our blood. Like, I watched one of my nieces. She's I mean, she's two years old. She has a little baby brother. Mm-hmm. And she, like, pushed him or hit him or something. And then she started cackling, laughing. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, I'm just a bitch. Like, <laughs> we're just bitches in this family, and that's just how it is. We just kind of get a little rush off of that, uh-huh. and that being mean shit. But no, everybody's in my, in my family's not like that. My sister's not like that at all. It's part of me, and I embrace it, and I think it's funny to be mean to each other.
0: Like ball-busting kind of being yeah, mean? Yeah,
1: because I listen to a lot of East Coast stand-up, oh, yeah, too, they, yeah. and yeah, they yeah, do yeah. it real aggressive, and... That's the problem. I, other problem I've seen of, of why a lot of people don't like me because I'm just quote unquote too mean. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm not too mean. I'm lightweight compared to the, like the Patrice O'Neill's yeah, or the yeah, yeah. Nick DiPaolo's or whomever else, Jim Norton. All them dudes
0: that hang out at the cellar. Yeah, all those <laughs> dudes.
1: Like, that's the shit I listen to. So for me, it was like, oh, this, and I have a few comic friends out here that we can just be mean to each other all day and it's fucking great. And we don't feel bad about ourselves when we're ribbing each other. But in in L.A., it's not like that. Because the other thing is I went out with this nice guy because I was like, I should go out with nice guys, nice guys because I date fucking piece of shit jerks. (laughs) And then uh, I went out with this nice guy and I was like, this dude is boring (laughs) and he compliments me. It's fucking boring. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I'm like, just fucking say something about me. Be mean to me. Like and it's not on some like I need to be abused. I need some kind of physically abuse me for me to get off. But I don't want a guy to just be like, oh, here's a bouquet of roses, my lady. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so great. No, if I can, let's be mean to each other. And I don't know. There's something wrong with me. Whatever.
0: Are there places that people can say something for fuck with you at all? You know what I mean? Like anything that you're sensitive about?
1: I don't think so. Maybe my small butt. That's the only thing. I need people to stop bringing up.
0: Oh, it comes up a lot. It's...
1: it's Stop telling me to do squats. There's no (laughs) saving my small butt. It is what it is. But my siblings and I were, my brothers, I should say, and I were, like, you know, kind of mean to each other. We were growing up. So I'm used to that. And I don't care. Like, you know, I remember one of my friends and I got into a fight. My friend Greg Edwards, we got into a fight because my stupid open mic that I run on Tuesdays at Echoes Under Sunset. There's a little plug. I always used to play Kanye. That was Mm -hmm. the only music I allowed And if if somebody tried to jump on the little computer that played music to play something else, I'd flip out. You know, I'd be mean. My little quote-unquote character that you claim that I am. And then one day i got there early and he was playing all kinds of sixpence none they're rich all this bullshit <laughs> which is fine music he's
0: playing the cardigans and shit. he was playing fine
1: music but like my mic is kanye yeah. so i flipped out and we were yelling at each other because he's also like stubborn headed you know so he left because he was so mad at me and i was like good i'm glad he left i was i'm mad at him too and then uh the next day a comic who saw it tagged us up on it on facebook yeah and I, he didn't realize that we were very much mad at each other. But I commented. I was like, y- you watched our friendship die faster than my dad.
0: Oh. Oh. Wow. You, were, Yeah. I see.
1: <laughs> like, I that don't. That is an excellent yeah. example. i <laughs> <I'm laughs> I have no. I don't care. I, I just don't. But if you talk about my butt, it might hurt my feelings.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's got an Achilles heel.
1: And that's the thing is that comics out here... You rib them, and they get all, like, they can't believe it. And they think that calling me mean is going to hurt my feelings. You're so mean. I'm like, yeah, I know i mean. Let's just be mean to each other. We're comics. Like, it, makes, it actually makes you a stronger comic when you're on stage. Right. Because when you're dealing with the heckler, they say some shit, and you're not prepared to, you know, bite back, then you're fucked. That's, what, that's why it's so important for comics to, like, rib on each other, I think. But I like working in comedy clubs. Some comics don't like working in comedy clubs. So that's the difference. White people, you having a good time? Dude, he's redheaded. He's scared right now. <laughs> the most ethnic people have seen in a while. What's your? What do you do? You're <laughs> <laughs> so fucking white. You can any I'm a consultant at a tech firm and. <laughs> and you have a lot of money. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> You guys you are a couple? Oh. She's hella. You're so smiling. Are oh, you nervous, huh? I'm talking to you. <laughs> bitch, I'm a cartoon
0: in your neck. It's not. <laughs> 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 chill out. Relax. Frankie, she's making fun of me. What uh, bitch, you snitching <laughs> at <get> stitches! <laughs> <laughs> I just realized you're wearing a wrestling shirt. It's cool, right? Yeah, it's dope. Roddy Roddy Piper,
1: Ultimate Warrior.
0: Two dead guys. One guy who's... who's Stone Cold. Yeah. Oh, Stone yeah, amazing. Jake the Snake is former drug $1. addict. is a super Christian now. He is? Yeah, he's like born again, super preacher Christian guy. Really? Yeah. The 80s had a lot of excess and people did a lot of cocaine and a lot of people like hit different rock bottoms they're items. scared
1: about dying now
0: yeah and they, I think a lot of people want to forget the stuff they did it's, so that's it's probably true it. I, I mean they probably
1: already want. did forget the stuff they did yeah. but they feel bad that they forgot
0: and then they want I guess they want their families probably to forgive them too for all of the that's probably
1: true and... but you know it was funny it wasn't until I got older and here goes back to me liking jerks when I was a kid my secret crush was Razor Ramon I didn't want to admit it he was the best because he was the bad guy of I didn't course. want to admit that's that the I liked him yeah and then when I got older, I was like, you know what? I always liked him, even as a little weirdo girl.
0: He's the best. He's so he's I... well, he's a recovering addict too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! You gotta get Hogan up off of there, though. You gotta cross no, him I out. No, I know. F-
1: I, I mean, you know what?
0: Yeah. Let's in let's, let's defense, do that, please, please defense, defend him. The rest of these guys are probably racist too. <laughs> yeah, but there's no documented proof. So how could you actually Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, Ultimate Warrior said some. The things. documented proof is that they're white men. Now wait a minute. <laughs> There are some white men who aren't as racist as oh, others, really? other, as other I, white I, men. I like how you said as racist. <laughs> as racist as other white men. There are some white men who, after they have sex with their friend's wife, are not going to say nigger a so bunch of times. Some, some white men who wouldn't do that.
1: We don't need to talk about their depressing...
0: I live this, okay? Elder. I mean, you saw what elderly. I was doing when you walked in here. I know. And when I get in my car, I turn on wrestling podcasts. Do you like, really? That's, absolutely. That's, wow. that's, my, that's my passion. my passion. a to loser. Here about their business. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. You know what I mean? I love yeah, it. I like
1: how your voice went up a pitch. I do that. Hey, it's fine.
0: I get defensive. It's yeah, fine. You, do. you know? That's funny. I'm an anxious person. I'm not like a smooth person. I yeah, think people yeah, yeah. think I'm a smooth person, but I'm but not. you're not. I'm very anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That makes more sense. That explains a lot.
0: It does. You know, and I feel like I want people to know that I'm not as cool as, as they think I am. And I'm also not as smart as they think I am. And I feel like then everything I do will make a lot more sense to people.
1: It's because your your voice is so low and gentle. Sometimes.
0: Until. <laughs> until. I get called out. for
1: It's got to be something else for you.
0: I don't know. It's stupid. But, um, but more about me. Yeah, you tour a lot. Oh yeah, and you said you're just different headliners you typically work with. So you're middling a lot. Is mm-hmm. that what you're doing?
1: I'm featuring right now, okay. and, which and is cool because I moved up. I was hosting for many right. years, and now I'm featuring. So I'm I'm doing the appropriate moves.
0: And um, from my understanding of you guys' world, like that's a great spot to be in because you mm-hmm. don't have the pressure to sell tickets, and you're right. getting paid more than the openers. And you know it's a good yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
1: You do more time. Yeah. You know, if I have a great set. It challenges the headliner. Right. They're having headliners in the past, whether or not they hire me directly or not, where um, they can't follow me. Sure. And then there's the headliners that are, are, that are so great... That if I fucking destroy, it just makes their set even better. Right. Because it they gives just, them more confidence. And
0: they're coming in yeah. with the energy that you've set. And then yeah. they're I just mean, taking it even further.
1: And that's the thing about stand-up. It's a, it's a mental game. Because if you're like, oh, shit, she's killing it. And then it fucks with your head. Then, yeah, you're not going to do as well. But if you're like, fuck, yeah, she's killing it. I'm going to do fucking so great. This is going to be easy. And sometimes I don't do great, and that's fine, too, because I'm just a feature act, and people aren't there to see me. Exactly. So I'm fucking so happy when it's like, ah, they didn't like me. That's fine, too. Who cares? They're not my audience. They're not here for me.
0: Are you in a big hurry to be headlining? No, fuck no. (laughs) Why is that?
1: It's a lot of work. I like the companionship that I have right now and all the shit I'm learning, too. Cause I'm really soaking it in, you know, um, a lot of comics will be doing like seven years of stand standup. And they're like, yeah, I just recorded my first album. I'm like, with what <laughs> stolen material, unoriginal ideas, shit that it, it, you can hear all the time from anybody else. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sex jokes. Cool. That's fucking so original. How interesting your perspective.
0: What is the next step though?
1: Oh, I mean, definitely to be headlining. I mean, it's within the next couple of years, I want, I would like to be. But I'm not trying to jump to that with, like, boring-ass stories that are maybe sometimes funny. Because a lot
0: of comics do that. So is it just quality of material that takes you to that next level? Or is there, like, other career moves? And, and that's,
1: it could be so many things for so many different people. But
0: I would take into account what you do. You've already told me you're not trying to do TV. You're yeah. not trying to do anything. So then what is the path for you? if you're Just
1: to be so good at stand-up okay. that it's like you have to. You have to headline her. The, you know, she can't be featuring anymore. You know, at certain points... You grow out of the spot that you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's natural. It's not forced. And that's what I'm kind of waiting for.
0: So you haven't put out uh, any recorded stuff yet?
1: No, I wanted to. I tried. Yeah, it was last year because it was a few months after my dad passed away. So it, like, listening to it, it sounds really dark. Mm. And I can say that now. But at the time, I had some problems with the sound. Sure. And I just don't feel confident. I don't want this to be the first thing I put out. So I just scrapped the whole thing. And now I look back at it, I'm so glad I didn't. Because it was like, it just sounds dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a dark comic. I'm not ever, I'm not like somber. Even when I'm in a bad mood, it's like, you know, I'm still myself, yeah. but I'm thinking about doing it in the next few months.
0: It's oh, well overdue. And is that one of those things that you, you put an album out, then it starts to start that. Hopefully, progression to, hopefully
1: because then you so can more people
0: getting to know. Yes, you.
1: exactly. Cause it's, then it's, it's all on all the like Spotify's or Pandora's and people discover you on their own. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in a long time or ever, where my stand-up is like, it's fine. My stand-up is fine. Where where I'm going is fine. I'm not trying to overthink it. Mm-hmm. I do need to figure out what's next, but I don't really know. I'm, I'm not really worried about it right now. Now nice. I'm a stand-up. Follow me on Twitter, Marcella Comedy, 2Ls.
0: Where else can people find you?
1: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, <laughs> Wherever you guys want to be. I'll, I'm there, except Snapchat. I don't do that shit. I'm not that interesting.
0: You're not thirsty? You're not, you're not- I'm
1: boring. Yeah, and I keep my clothes. I don't have tits, so <laughs> I'm not going to be on Snapchat like these rest, these other hosts. I, don't, I shouldn't say that. That's why I fumbled when I said it. I was like, ugh.
0: I mean, when do you think you might be able to releasing something that people can't? Probably in the yeah. new year. Okay, cool.
1: Whatever. What's next year? 2016?
0: I can, I can never tell. I don't even know what day 2016. it is. Uh, stand-ups, rappers, wrestlers, I'm sure. No, None of us know what day it is. Never know what day it is. And we all discourage people from joining our professions. Yeah. We all do that.
1: Stay in school and do drugs. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike.
0: Thank you. Thanks for uh, c- coming and sitting in my hot apartment and talking. That's great.
1: The temperature is perfect like, oh, that's for That's right. I'm gonna lose weight.
0: I do. I very do. This just true.
1: You got that bubble,
0: but I got a bubble stomach, too.
1: Oh, shit. Double bubble. Double bubble.
0: All right. Peace. Principal Skinners, Scandinavians. Uh, Skin. Scanf- no. No. Not that one. Um, Skinned? did an auto accident that that's the nickname for you guys I'd say it just like that Skinjured in an auto accident I should make fake ambulance chaser commercials because I've seen 10 million of those in my life and I feel like I feel like I got the concept down anyway that was my interview with Marcella Arguello um, this is a naked outro to match my naked intro because uh, all things must have balance In terms of silence. That's the philosophy I just came up with right now the uh, silent balance philosophy. And um, I'm now gonna go teach a class at Dartmouth. Um, We are, and I say we, I mean me and Serengeti Dave, we're about to go to Europe. We have a a tour out there that starts um, January 14th. We're gonna be in the UK. And Lyon, France, and Vienna, Austria, and Munich, Germany, Berlin, Germany, Geneva, Switzerland, and I believe I'm leaving one place out. Um, Come buy a ticket. Come to the rap show. We need you there. We just did the U.S., or we did the Southwest U.S., which is a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun uh, doing the Kavanaugh album in its entirety and sprinkling in things to make that longer than 26 minutes. And, um, yeah, come check us out. Also, uh, this podcast that you're listening to is now weekly. And um, send all feedback to omebooking at gmail.com. Send all feedback, all questions, all concerns. Um, Let your friends know. Subscribe. Subscribe and leave a rating and a review over at iTunes or subscribe at Stitcher. Or uh, whatever RSS feed device you use, um, yeah. And tell people about it if you guys enjoy it. Um, we had a bunch of really good interviews coming up. A bunch of, a bunch of rappers, a bunch of producers, a bunch of stand-up comics, a few authors coming. Um, I'm excited to share these interviews with you guys, and excited to make way better intros and outros than what you were provided with today do not take this as a reflection of my love for you principal skinners i simply must plan better that's what i'm taking away from this but um also i enjoy the raw honesty of just talking to you about what's going on in my life right now that being me being very tired it happens a lot and i think you usually have to act like it's not But it's just me and you here. Hanging out. Talking. I'm sorry, in your case, listening to me talk. You can talk back if you want. This is a thing. This is something I've been thinking about. Uh, You guys send in a lot of questions and I don't uh, put a lot of them on the show. But you know what would make me put a lot on the show? Is if you guys recorded yourself asking the questions. For some reason, that is so much more fun to me. If you have a... You know, iPhone or smartphone, you just want to do the voice record, voice memo thing. Record your question and send it in to omebooking at gmail.com. I am much more likely to answer a question on air if you have taken the step of recording yourself saying it. Um, That's all the advice I have for you today. And that's all you've paid for. Uh, Listen, subscribe. The show's free and we're trying to keep it that way. So please support our sponsors. Um let the people know that you enjoyed their appearances on the show. Follow them on Twitters and stuff. Um Yeah. Follow me's on Twitters. All of me's and on Instagrams and on Facebooks and wherever following is allowed, which is everywhere apparently except real life, because then that would make you a stalker. Good afternoon. This is Secret Scan.